and welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. I'm so thrilled to share that this episode is brought to you by our friends at Motto. Motto is the new no-nonsense hookup app for gay and queer people. Hookup apps have become a staple in queer culture, but they also come with bullshit. Headless torsos, blank profiles, catfishing, and endless scrolling of the grid for hours. We've all been there. On Motto, every profile is verified by a real human, and every photo has a face. Motto sends you daily matches of people who you match your interests and kinks with, and there are no fees, no ads, and no nonsense. Get Motto today by going to tinyurl.com slash mottoblocktalk, or visit the link in my link tree. Motto, gain queer hookups without the nonsense. And as always, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. Reunited and it feels so loose. It's time to bring back our girls as the giant cats of season 15 are reunited in a reunion that gave us good looks and low drama. And joining me to break it all down is a fabulous femme de Violet. How are you? I am wonderful. The sun is out. I have a will to live again. It's delightful. That's what happens with the spring, but also allergies. That's the thing. We can't forget about allergies. They suck. Yeah, I mean, I'm an ally urgy to the allergy community, but I don't suffer from them personally. Oh, but good, good thoughts for you. And prayers. Um, here's here's some um, depressing news. You will when you get older. Okay, cool. I mean, I, I am one of God's chosen people, not to brag. Yeah, it's going to happen. Um, not fun, not fun. All right, friends, let's do this. Before we begin, I always must leave a disclaimer. This is an interesting podcast. We're discussing reality TV show characters presented through us to reality TV show. We are someone at the end of the television show wants to see the reaction. We're going to give them an opportunity to go on the television show. But they also put themselves in the discuss what's in the podcast for entertainment to discuss reality TV show. I say that all Reunion. the time. Right? Reunion season 15. We're already here. It's been like four months um what's crazy is i still have like dragon uk podcast to release uh-huh. so that this season debuted while i was there so i know i'm behind people i will get to it you'll get to it there's just been so much drag race content that i've been a little busy i saw something today because i was looking at like reviews and recaps just to really have it all fresh in my head for this particular recap this season has been so everything and it's also been so nothing it's yes. kind of like the world's strangest dichotomy. It's interesting because, yes, we all knew once they said only an hour long, it was going to be a bad season in terms of what was presented because it's not the full story. Uh, but then when we got back to our 90 minute episodes, it felt like the show was back on pace. And I feel like it opened up again and we got to meet the characters in a way we hadn't previously. And then we have the reunion where, like, guess what? We have all this unseen footage that means nothing to you. That's what you gave us? This is this is the unseen footage? Michelle Visage sneezing? She sneezes like a fairy. She sneezes and my back was going to be broken. I have a very large, loud sneeze. It's very inappropriate and not fun, um, which is why I have allergies. Just 
lock me in a room because I, I I will scare the people. I will scare people. I, I've scared my dogs before with my sneeze. It's so big. That's actually respectable. Like you would in, in nature, you would gain some points for that and be seen as like an apex predator. So great. I'm here for that. All right. Overall, what do you think about the season? How are you feeling? So it really does, like you were saying, feel like it was different between the the 60 minute episodes and the 90 minute episodes. And this season gave us some of like the best like material we've seen on Drag Race, but it's also given us like a confirmation that the quality in some areas is down. And I think that there was also a real shift in priorities from MTV. Um, I have a lot of conspiracy theories about sugar and spice. I haven't really gotten to talk about this yet, but um, I am like the number one sugar and spice hater. Everyone I would watch Drag Race with on Fridays um, got really tired of it. And then during the reunion, when they obviously came back, it's the reunion, um, a friend of mine, I was bitching about sugar and spice and he was like, have you ever hung out with twins? And I was like, no, I haven't. It turns out twins are just like that. Yes and no, I would say. I have. A, <laughs> I, I grew up with a lot of twin friends. It was a very, very weird thing. Like my my friend group had three sets of twins in our like within the friend group. It was very strange. What on earth, was, fraternal was, or identical? Fraternal. Okay. Okay, um, that makes things a little less scary. So like they were very much individuals, but like they were always lumped together and they hated that. So they always made themselves individuals. These two are like, no, we are one brain and we're stupid as fuck. We're not as annoying as we look in the most annoying voice ever. Like girlies, it's not giving. Um, Let's dive in. Let's get to it because we're going to have a whole segment for them. They are one week away from crowning America's next drag superstar. But first, let's celebrate the biggest cast for the biggest season ever. And are they ready to let loose? Let's give our divas another round of toot and boot as we discuss their reunion looks. But first, what would your tagline be? Well, I've thought about my entrance line, but I feel like I would kind of need to be on the season before I got my tagline for that. But I will say, I I am very much in the same brain as what Marsha did. If you come for me, I will apologize profusely. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if you come for me, my therapist will be hearing about it. Mine, I think at this moment in time would be steal my show, you get blocked. That's pretty smart. That's pretty smart. All right, let's begin. Amethyst, I don't stir the pot. I smoke it. No design is listed. I'm so mad about this look. Like, sure, she had no idea what the scenic elements of the reunion or the tagline location was going to be filmed at. Um, but going with a dark look in a dark area was not cute. The good thing about the reunion is you can learn from your mistakes on the show. I'm not sure that she has. Why is Stuffed Raccoon? Is this a reference I'm missing? What? What is what? Is, why was she even on this season? I'm like, what if she was like pretending to be a raccoon digging around in someone's trash because she is the trash queen of the season. It's like a butterfly and a raccoon and the cocoon is, um, I also am like, if you're going to be a cocoon, cocoon, raccoon, if you're going to be a raccoon, be a fucking raccoon. Give me face paint. Give me the ears. I don't know if you saw Irene's finale look, but like something like that, but with a raccoon ate down would have slayed. Um, Amethyst, I'm sorry, girl. It's just a trend of the season. It's a boot. Yeah, it's a boot. It's a boot. Audience, 35% toot, 65% boot. 
Anitra, ain't no rest for this bitch face. No designers listed. Um, I think she just ran out of options. I'm beyond underwhelmed by the styling of this look, which is probably just from her closet. I am all for a harness moment, but why was it just hanging and sagging on the bottom? I think the hair is cute. Love a pink to blonde with stones, but with the rest of the look, it was just very underwhelming. Yeah, it all really like, yeah, you could throw it. it all really just like mishmash together for me. My friend also brought up a good point. Once you wear a stoned wig, you can only really do it once and that's not like a moment anymore. Unless you have a completely different look. Exactly. Or um, wigs, hair by uh, Koji Ichikawa, who is like, the, I salivate over those wigs. Shout out to them. But anyway, um, yeah. And I'm like, how is this meaningfully different from her ripper to shreds look? Besides um, not being shredded, I would like to say, but it's a boot for me. Yeah. And seeing what Anitra actually, no, Anitra probably had this in her closet. I'm sorry to say, because I was going to say, considering what Anitra's worn, but it's been yeah. bodysuit um audience 68% to 32% boop or Mayori is the aura in here sickening or is it just me look by Jeffrey Kelly hair by Elder Gorek nails by Pamela Manderson jewels by gems by Gemesis I do love the look it's straight jacket fashion the asymmetry is very sexy um the white pleasers are an easy option especially if you're going to be sitting all day I think the gray slick back hair was fine I would have loved to have a contrast whether it's like a dark brunette or a bold color but regardless she's stamped as always sure but I do think like I think Aura's tagline shows that she doesn't understand how to be funny and I think that there's a real dichotomy here between girls who understand like how to be funny and ironic with a tagline like I think Amethyst tried I think Princess Poppy was doing her own thing I think Mistress knew what she was doing but like you, we already know you have an aura we are like what else can you bring us right um and I think that that look was capital F fine I'll give it a two Newt audience 75% to 25% boot Irene Dubois I may have gone home first but I'm also a bitch no designers listed uh we have 3d print elegance extravaganza which honestly at this point I'd make that a runway for a season uh I think she forced the show to put her in the front row with the stunning look we know I hate an exposed corset unless it serves a purpose this does I do wish the top did go down a little bit further just to make it look um stand out even more but overall skeleton of this i'm here for it imagine if we had had like a bone assless chap moment uh-huh i wish it had been like i wish it had carried more to the legs i'm just kind of mm-hmm. one of those people um but no that look was fucking sickening i was like bone collector i also think when people do white brows right it's really a moment and i for some reason her white brows i was living same with lux's lux's promo had the white brows too i think when you do it you do it fucking right this was a two uh, for me i'll give it a two as well the audience 76 percent to 24 percent boot jacks most girls follow the script i flip it look by on your knees hair by koji ichikawa um again black and brown was maybe not the strongest color combo that being said the outfit itself is jack's tea i think it's sexy it's flirty love the glasses love the hair we all know that i love a necklace could have been cool to see a necklace that matched the style of the glasses or even one of those um plastic cutouts of her name something on the chest is what i would have loved 
Yeah, I I love the hair. I just feel like the look was really nothing. Like, frankly, I forgot she was wearing a jacket. Um, I think the line was clever, though, especially because of what we know her for. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was funny, but I think it was clever. I'll give it a toot. Fine. Toot. Audience, 67% toot, 33% boot. Lucy LaDuca. I may have been cut before the finale, but loosing is the new winning uh look by howie b here by fena barbital she is giving you classic lucy it's fun in camp with a hint into fashion um i think the bold yellow is certainly a choice but she wears it well i know it's supposed to be construction work or realness i think the denim chap is cute it does give her more of a dolly aura than construction worker but overall this is what she does and she does it well I think she constructed a really fun look. Um, but no, there I completely I completely agree. I think the Dolly reference was really there. Um, and it was nice. Also, that bitch's body. That bitch's body. Um, I also, I was watching Dance Moms earlier and I found a clip of Abby Lee Miller saying you need to let loose. So I'm excited no. to use that for something. There it is. Um, but yeah, this is a toot. She really does it. Audience, 66% toot, 34% boop. Lux Noir London, I didn't ask to be the beauty standard. I was just born this way. Look by Christopher John Rogers, hair by GL Walton. This color on her is striking. I am obsessed. It is so simple yet so evocative. The bow hair is super cute. This is the version of Lux that I like. Yeah. Um, I think the line was a little bitchy, but I think that that's her brand. And like, yeah. I see what she's doing. Um. Okay, I don't know if you also have this urge. Whenever I see a really, like, hard wig, I want to knock on it. Fair, like, fair. Because like those... you just want to know how much hairspray is actually in it. Exactly, and I want to see if it makes a noise. <laughs> um, but no, toot for me. Absolute toot. She was gorgeous. It's the toot. Audience, 79% toot, 21% boot. Malaysia Baby Doll Fox. I may be a baby doll, but I'm not to be played with. Party hard by the average Joe, hair by wigs by Golgi, nails by stilettos, nails barm. I am so mixed on this because we've seen it before in a sensible orange. The hair is great for branding, despite she rarely made it a thing during the show. The rest of the garment, it's drag pageant with feathers and stones and fur. I do think the stole is a few too many foxtails, um, but she does look good. So that's where I'm like, I don't know if this is Malaysia that we know from the show or if this is Malaysia version 2.0. Look, someone had to do drag this season. Far See. be it, far be it for me to stop her. Um, but yeah, it it's weird that she's trying to make that hair a moment, considering she like hasn't really embraced that. But yeah, this was kind of I'm like, this, her entrance look, her beautiful nightmare look, like what is her fucking who are you look? How is this meaningfully different from any of those? The answer, I don't think it is. But it's a beautiful look. It's well done and it's well crafted. It's a toot. It's a toot because she deserves it. Audience, 85% toot, 15% poot. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. If you come for me, I will apologize immediately. Jacket by Aldrian, tie by Martin Lotto Avila, hair by Marsha. Marsha did drag! Uh, I love her interpretation of Cher from Clueless. I think the jacket and the tie being oversized is a fashion moment. Love that she tied the pigtails to the fabric. This was very well curated. This was gorgeous. Um, I think Marsha's doing what makes sense for her to wear more makeup. Yes. She really is. Um, I also think, like, that entr- that line informs me that she is funny and she is smart and she is clever. 
where was that this entire season? It's not fair that we didn't get to see it. But this look was great. This was she she did a nice job this reunion, I would say. Where it was was she didn't have the right team getting her ready. I'm, I'm it's a toot. Toot. Audience 83% toot, 17% boot. Mistress Isabel Brooks. I may be a mistress, but honey, I'm Rue's main bitch. No designers listed. She said MIB is in the house. She is sparkling in all the right ways. She is making sure this night is hers and it literally will be. I do love all the elements that elevated the cat suit because it is a cat suit. This is really smartly done. Yeah, this was beautiful. I also don't think we've really seen her in blue this season. And boy, oh boy, was I happy to see her in blue. Um, And also that mug, that fucking mug she just again someone needs to do drag i'm glad it's mistress it's a toot for me it's a toot audience 82 percent toot 18 percent boot princess poppy i'm quitting drag you're welcome no designers listed i hate her so much i hate (laughs) her so much uh anyone who knows me knows that my love for rebecca glasscock is at a zero i think for reference this is brilliant we knew she knew it got people talking she will not quit drag. She loves the attention, and this got her all the fucking attention. It's a... I have to toot, like, the iconic, like, reference and the, like, lack of giving a fuck that indicates how much of a fuck she clearly gave. So I have to toot that. But if I saw someone in on this look, I would, like... I know hate crimes have been up, but good gosh, would I contribute after seeing that? Um... I know her personally. I know, I've known her since she was literally underage. I know how her brain works. This is, she's smart. She's, she did not get to prove how brilliant of an artist she is. And that's what sucks about all the aftermath of the show, blah, 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 blah. This was brilliant. This was on brand. This is what she does. And it does, for me, it's on brand for OG Poppy, not necessarily for the rebranded Princess Poppy, no matter what. It's so smart and I hate it, but I love it. It's a toot. It's a toot. I will also say as much as Sugar and Spice want to call themselves trolls, that's how you fucking troll. Correct. That's how you troll, but you pay homage. Yeah. Anyway, toot, toot. Uh, Audience, 78% toot, 22% boot. Robin Fierce, bad bitchery is as bad bitchery does. Look by Robin, hair by Mohart. Um, I think it's fine. It's ketchup and mustard realness. She's comfortable. I'll give her that. I wish she brought the glamour we know her for. Um, I think the hair was really gorgeous and I didn't have an issue with it. I just, because of how little we saw from her on the show, I'm like, is this Robin? I don't really know. Yeah. But like, she's beautiful. I think her and her line was like, I, I'm a bad bitch. And like, okay, everyone else here is kind of a bad bitch. Like, I don't know what that proves, but. It's a boot for me. It's a soft toot. It's a very soft little whisper of a toot. Audience, 67% toot, 33% boot. Salinas, titties. You may see a little Latin boy in drag crying, but I see a pair of nice titties. Look by Rico Cavalli, hair by GL Walton, jewels by Mondo Styles. Here's what I'll say. I think the reference is spot on. I love that she is owning her appearance on the show and taking back the emotions. What I do not love is the hair. She was on a streak of big hair that was right proportions for her this tiny ass rat wig is just not flattering i know it is what is worn in the movie for the reference but take a fucking liberty and make it you drag 
Yeah, completely agree. I also, I don't know if this was distracting to you, but the front pieces falling down, I found really distracting. The, that was the, really the, bothering the thing that was distracting to me. And I, 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 I don't do drag. I understand that my Her man shoulders. knowledge, the, my, my knowledge of drag makeup is not as well versed as you, other people have gone on the podcast. I know why for the illusion to get rid of the, you know, under the chin, you go super dark, but that honey was, um, that was literally night and day. She, she, she sculpted like a Roblox character for some reason. It was, it was a lot. And I, again, I think it was because of the reference who she was doing, because let's be real. John Leguizamo is a very, very skinny little man, Yeah. Um, uh, but we don't talk about Bruno. Boo! Uh, God, I'm still gonna give this a toot. It's a toot. I also thought the gather on the skirt was really beautiful. No, it was stunning. It was gorgeous. Um, again, different wig. I'm like, yeah, but I I understand it. Whatever. Um, audience, eighty percent toot, twenty percent boot. Sasha Colby, I'm still your favorite drag queen's drag queen. Look by Daniel Henson. I knew the bust immediately from the lip sync. I think it was a cool idea to make the moment into a more provocative fashion moment. It's simple and again, comfortable. She used something the fans wanted and delivered. But the contacts, Coco Montrese wants them back. What a baffling choice in the year of our Lord 2023 to wear those horrible contacts. Um, I think that if anyone else literally in the world had done the lip sync look repurposed, they would have been torn to shreds. But like, she just does everything with such class and ass Absolutely. and sass that like, I really can't be mad at it Toot, It's a two audience loved it. 97% to 3% boot and sugar and spice. were combining them because that's what they wanted. We're not as, as annoying as we look, or are we? Looks by Howie B. Hair by Sugar and Michael DeLuca. Dolls by Carl Forkholtz. Uh, You are annoying until I understand that this is what dreams are made of. Fine girls, you got me. Paying homage to the Lizzie McGuire movie was brilliant. The, I think the gowns are stunning. They are both giving you a reference, but still having a semblance of identity and individuality. They are learning. They are learning. I will give them that. I will... And you know what? The like little like molecule of references that they understand, they do very well. But uh, they did one thing, one and a half things well, because all of their reads were terrible and they were so annoying every time they turned to them, but we're not there yet. Um, it's a. Am I giving it's a toot? It's a toot. <laughs> Audience 89% toot, 11% boot. Now, before we get into the meat of the reunion, Rue says that this night is about sisterhood as there is so much more as at stake as once again, drag queens are on the front lines fighting for freedom. We will see a QR code that helps support the ACLU Drag Defense Fund. Now, we do know that Rue and World of Wonder have donated already. Do you think we should have heard that they did on air or maybe an additional or match donation of some sort? Like, keep up the momentum, Rue. I think matching a donation would have been really smart. And also, this is kind of my hottest take about current events. I think it's great that we are fighting for our right to do drag, but I think that it is about so much more than drag and amplifying something called the Drag Defense Fund and not something that is explicitly going toward trans people who these laws are very dangerous for. Fuck it, something for trans youth. I understand why they did the Drag Defense Fund. I just, I think they have a responsibility to go a little deeper. I, I, 
I will not give them the blame here because it, uh, it's definitely That's coming fair. from That's the ACLU. Fair. And this, again, this is for a mainstream audience and you have to dumb it down for the mainstream people. It's true. And not to bash the uh, ACLU. Like, I'm glad we have the Drag Defense Fund. Like, I'm glad people are donating. It's And, and, and fortunately, the ACLU is big enough that it's going to go to many, many states because if anyone knows what's going on in Florida, um, you might not have pride at all. We're going to have wrath, baby. We're going to have wrath. All right. We're going to start with a montage of moments from the season that, of course, is highlighted by walking that fucking duck. From the girl group challenge to the guest judges to the iconic runway looks, this highlight reel showed that, sure, this season did have some incredible drag. We did celebrate our 200th episode of that fucking lip sync, and the end of the montage discusses the importance of drag families, the discussion of drag queen story hour, and more. What were your top three moments of this season? I'm putting you on the spot. No, that's fair. Um, I think Mistress Aiden the Rusical, I would like to talk about that. Um, for better or for worse, who should go home tonight? Like, everyone moved. That was insane. And I think a Nitra's crystal ball look. I'll say it. Okay, all right, all right. Just when I, like, immediately think those are the ones that kind of jump out to me. Speaking of jump, uh, we all forget about Jax, who should have probably won the talent show with the jump rope. Um, That was great. I loved Anitra and Marsha's lip sync. That was pretty damn iconic. And dare I say, unless someone else is something better later in the year, I think they're going to end up winning the Block Talk Drag Race End of the Year Award. Um, And you know what? I'm going to, I'm just going to say it. Let loose. It is the other biggest meme that barely was on the show. Yeah. And in fact, that she was like punished for, imagine. Right. And that's, I mean, that's what I say to future Rue girls. If something does not go your way, embrace it and own it. And then you can make money off of it. Marsha's starting a fucking makeup company. Like, come on. We'll get there, but it's not makeup. It's literally a chopstick. Oh, no, I know. I looked it up. <laughs> did I buy it? Yes, I did. Um, Rue wants to know what her girls took away from their time on Drag Race. But this season, one queen took more than others. Mistress is a thief. She took away so many lovely lessons, but she took a book and earrings. Selena saw her take things. Irene says that she was left a note to leave her one of her wigs, and then she wouldn't fuck with her. That's called bullying. Rue will ask if she planned on taking things or if it was there when if it was when she got there. So Mistress asked, "What's less time in prison? Premeditated or what would you take from Drag Race?" I have to say, taking a piece of the wall is pretty cut. I would also oh, it's it's wallpaper. I think they literally carved it. So they admitted on Twitter that so mistress took, I think, multiple bolts of fabric from whichever wall fabric wall we're on. That's fine. And um Anitra carved out a piece of the wall. That's but wild. yeah, I would try and take a piece of the wall. I think makeup is great. Obviously, I'd Honestly, I could just take all the Rue statues so there would be an odd number and other people would be left with nothing. I mean, with the makeup, like, let's be honest, they're there to use it if they want to. What are you going to do with it? It's already been used. Let the girls have it. Yeah, for real. And, like, it's Anastasia. It's nice stuff. They're kind of flopping. It's very but, good, like, good stuff. Mistress will throw Miss Walk the Duck under the bus as Anitra allegedly took a light bulb. And Anitra says Drag Race was lit and she wanted a piece of it. Ha, ha, ha. Okay, let's fucking do it. Rue reminds us, for the first time in Drag Race history, they had twins. Cue the montage of sugar and spice. What were your thoughts on Canon Bit? 
I hated them. I hated them so much. Every single thing they did. Um, if Sugar and Spice have a hundred haters, I'm one of them. Sugar and Spice have one hater. I am that hater. If Sugar and Spice have no haters, assume I have died. Um, I when they trot trotted into the workroom, I thought that they should have like shot Spice on sight when she trotted away. Holy fuck. Um, what else did I hate? Yeah, I just I I hated them so much and they had no good moments. And those were two spots that could have been given to drag artists who have been working in the industry for decades and have kept auditioning and haven't gotten it. But instead it went to two twinks who are doing this as a hobby. Or they could have just had 14 queens and called it a day. Yeah, imagine such a thing. Now, Rue says that they came in as outsiders but adapted pretty quickly. Sugar hates to be like Miss America but says she learned she's way stronger than she thinks. She says you have to be mentally there. Also, she learned that they are way more similar than they realized. She wanted to make friends and have a sense of community because they were stuck in the suburbs hiding in their house doing drag. Spice says they were caged animals not used to talking to people in drag before do they still feel like caged animals? Well, Sugar says sometimes she feels like a chihuahua or a rottweiler. So well, she she's sounds into, like one. She's into pup play, clearly. Um, also, please note that Sugar is not talking with the voice. The voice is three octaves lower in actual Cooper level. What did you think of this? <laughs> I just think everything about them is fake. Like this really didn't shock me. Um, the only real moment I, je- I the only moment I didn't want to like gouge my own eyes out was in Untucked when they got upset and Sasha. When they were talking like real humans. Yes, exactly. Also, like they weren't allowed to say sugar and spice in their house. What did they say and in- say instead? Hey mom, can you pass the glucose and the sodium chloride? Like what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I mean, to be fair, we're gonna get to it. There are other queens from this season who had a specific voice in drag, and when they were real human, not. We will talk about it. Um, because I've already talked about it on the show and it was called out, and I'm glad it was called out. Um, but for now, we're gonna stick with the twins. Spice will cut sugar off because of her tangent, but she has learned that she is strong enough. What was interesting is that she will then lose her thought. Ugh, I'm bored. Do not cut someone off speaking, even if it's your fucking twin, and then not be able to finish your sentence. I know you think you have twin tilapia or whatever. Telepathy, got it. Um, <laughs> but like, they just have nothing interesting to say. That's been my issue with them the well, whole season. We're going to discuss who was born first. And welcome to Can Bit. Spice was 57 minutes older and Sugar will say that she kicked her out of the womb to which Spice kicked her out of the competition. Are you going to miss the twins? I could not miss them less. The only twins I will ever miss are boobs. That that didn't go anywhere, but anyway. Um, I will say um, my partner did come up with... Um, uh, Kim Petrus, everybody loves the twins. Everybody hates the twins. <laughs> Let's cut over to Mistress and her doubts in the twins at first. She will say that the Houston drag scene is very traditional and they don't have queens like Sugar and Spice. And at first thought, bitch, stop playing in my profession, which Rue thinks should be a book title. Um, Mistress, I, copyright that now before Rue takes it. I also think Mistress is absolutely right. <laughs> But Mistress says that drag is serious to her and she is the gatekeeper of drag, a.k.a. mayor of Dragsville. Irene will share that a lot of them came up through the club scene and had similar feelings to Mistress. She had to humble herself and say there is no right way to be a drag queen, but there is a right way to act in this industry, if I do say so myself. I am All I'm going to say is don't be a cunt. 
Don't try to claim things that aren't yours. And if you want to do something, respect the people who did it first and maybe have a conversation. I genuinely have a conspiracy theory that there is some kind of contract everyone signed to be nice to Sugar and Spice. I think oh, Bianca, full tea. I think Bianca signed it. I think Mistress. I think that there is going to be a shift as soon as those fucking contracts are up and they're going to be like, yeah, Spice and Sugar were incredibly annoying to be around. Um, yeah. Two of my one of my favorite things I've seen discussing this season was um I don't know how to tell you this but sugar and spice are clearly incredibly annoying. Yeah, it's true. All right, speaking of annoying things, it was the season of eras. We'll watch a montage of who had what era, and I am here to tell you I'm officially in my over it era. So what makes I'm in my, an era, I'm in my an era? sprung era? It's spring. Is it an era or an era? Because we've heard two different versions of that word in this one conversation. According to Taylor Swift, who currently has like the biggest thing involving the word, it's eras. I think so too. So why was Rue saying era? Because she's a little, let's get you back to bed, grandma, you know? Literally. Well, Mistress will say that the most of the girls heard error, but when you're in your era, it's however you're feeling. She is feeling her angelic congenial era. Girl, you're not getting Miss Congeniality. What happens to you can have multiple at the same time. Now, Spice, of course, has to have a conversation about this too. She will say that they can have multiple meanings. Like when she said she was in her top era, she meant top of the shelf. Collector edition. Sure, Jen. So let's announce some eras and who's in what. Irene is in her screen time era. Sugar is in her nailification era, despite not wearing any nails. She says she wasn't on the show because she wasn't wearing nails. And well, she then That's changed just not true. to her club era. Rue will announce that she's in her go to bed at 8 p.m. era. I don't, if, if I have to go to bed at 8 p.m., something's wrong. Like I must be sick or dying. Yeah. Like honestly, going to bed early, it's just a matter, or going to bed late, it's just a matter of like if I'm at home or out. But like I, I will be going to sleep after it is the next day. Can we retire eras or is this going to be a thing for the next couple seasons of drag race? I hope it's not. And also like, is it just how you're feeling? What happened to feelings? That's a good word. But Taylor Swift doesn't say feelings. She says era. The feelings tour. That's all her tours. Literally. All <laughs> right. Well, if losing is a new winning, everyone wanted to be number two. We will get a look back at the battles of being number two in the challenges. Let's start with the first battle, Rosie O'Donnell versus Tim Gunn. Mistress will remind Rue it was Rosie O'Donnell mixed with Abby Lee Miller, and there's the proof Marsha was number two. Marsha will say in terms of the snatch game, her impression was better than Rosie O'Miller. I agree. I don't know. I feel like runway looks are tiebreakers. And I think, well, first of all, that was a bad runway, but we don't need to talk about that. Um, but I think that Marsha's runway was by far worse. And I think that that was the tiebreaker. And like, See, I, don't, I did Mar- not like uh, Mistress's snatch game at all, really. I thought it was bad. It was not, she didn't even have the accent right. Maybe I'm just not like a true Rosie lesbian, which feels illegal, but like, I don't know. I would have done Rosie O'Donnell's Cat in the Hat and Susical, but what do she I know? She should have just done Abby Lee Miller. She would have gotten it right. She didn't have to change the accent. We're all going to have fun. Yeah, it would have been the better choice. Now, Rue will ask the room, and Irene says it's not hard to impersonate a man. And I think that is completely and utter bullshit 
That's called jealousy and screen time longing talking. It takes talent to capture the essence of a character like Tim Gunn. Do you think Irene would have said the same thing to Ben LaCreme about her impersonation of Paul Lind? Oh, absolutely not. Exactly. It infuriated me. It really, really infuriated me. Some of Irene's bitchy moments really landed and really worked, but some of them I was like, girl, you gotta give up. I mean, how many queens have played male characters in Snatch Game and have have succeeded? Like, why is she attacking Marsha here? Is it really jealousy? It's not a cute look. Yeah, I I also feel like Marsha was like a punching bag this season for no fucking reason. Yes. Mistress will point out that they fight for their placement because the fans have point systems. Does it matter? No, no, it doesn't. And like, okay, that's great that you have your points per episode score or whatever the fuck, but like, you're not going to show that to, there's no like, emailing of that to rupaul to decide who fucking wins and to be fair it's been going on for years it's not why are we discussing it now is something that matters it's because these queens are really that nervous and not being at the top and to quote abby lee miller second is just the first to lose come on be at the top of the pyramid girl now in all queens go to heaven lux versus lucy lux will say she's number two she bases that on how it is called but also she will always think she did amazing. She thought she did well in the challenge and got rave reviews for her runway. What do you think? I personally would have gone with Lucy. Same as these. And I think like, again, in queer culture, there are certain impressions that we just really value. And I think if you can do a good dolly, that will get you really fucking far. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Lucy did a nice job. And like, I don't know. It, can anyone really win a drag race acting challenge? Well, you can win a drag race acting challenge when you actually start acting and play a different character. Lux played Lux in every single version of Lux in an acting challenge. I don't under... I Just go back to Lux as Amanda Lepore. That was Lux. Now in the 5050 News Magazine Challenge, Lux versus Lucy again. Mistress will say that she was number two, and we all know that as a bold-faced lie because she should have probably been in the bottom. But again, I'm Team Lucy here. That interview was great. Well, first of all, I would have put Marsha in the bottom. I thought she did not do well that episode, but that is neither here nor there. Baffled she was safe. But anyway, um, I think I would have gone Lucy. Yeah, because also Lux, like, didn't necessarily do a ton of actual interviewing, if you look back. It was all of Connie. Um, Yeah, and I don't know. But also Lucy's runway look made me mad because she didn't have a baby bump. But hey, what do I know? Now, Miss Sasha Colby will pop in and say, let's talk about who was number one in both those challenges. Yeah, it's Miss Sasha Colby. Why was there such tension between Lux and Lucy? Well, Lucy wouldn't call it tension, but Sasha will call it sexual magnetism. Right? What? If I if I think I know Lucy the way that I feel like I do as like a theater queen and a perfectionist and as someone who like, I was a Montessori kid. I'm not saying I'm casting, fan casting Lucy in my head as a Montessori kid, but like something happens when you are a white person who like, specifically when you are a white gay, where like you kind of just think like whatever you do is going to be great. But I also think delusion is a key part of winning drag race. Absolutely. Not, Not too much delusion. That's the key. But 
Now, Lucy says that they just be, both really, really wanted to win everything. Uh, when you get close, it sucks. I know that feeling too. Been there. Rue will take this moment to tell Lucy that her Joan Rivers was perfection. And then she will be like, but being safe in Daytona wins, she was fucking pissed. She was pissed because she took a few too many sips of the House of Love cocktails that she never would have felt that way if she was in her fields otherwise. Uh, House of Love cocktails. I've heard they're goddamn disgusting. <laughs> I've heard they're so gross. Don't anyone get mad at me. We were, I was going to, like, last DragCon in LA, we were going to do a whole segment for the podcast, and me and my friend were going to drink one and do a taste test. After the first one, we said, we can't do it. We just can't do it. It was that bad. Um, meanwhile, my friend texted me last night being like, oh, the pineapple one's really good. I'm like, yeah, you're a liar. Shell. Now, of course, Mistress reminds her she had a little bit of drag delusion here and there. And Rue will ask if anyone else had drag delusion. And Mistress says it was going around to all the contestants, but she was patient zero. And Lux says that person was right. Amethyst and Robin will be granted an opportunity to talk about Lucy. They know her from back home. Are they surprised by her reaction? Well, Amethyst tells a story when she started drag in the dressing room. When Drag Race was brought up, Lucy allegedly said, if I don't win every fucking challenge on the show, Lucy will say that she is drag delusion right now. But let's be real. She probably did. Yeah. I mean, I'll say that. Delusion is, is part of the part of the business. It's part of the job description. But um, Here, I mean, here's I- what I'm going to say. White twinks who want to get on Drag Race they're looking for a face crack queen it's going to be you lean into that to your in your video please just with saying the, you can with the kill bill sirens honestly they should there ask is. for like sample confessionals and, and audition tapes i mean they kind of do with like yeah. telling me who you are but it's if you're good at making a drag race audition tape you can know how to make it work but Hit me up. I didn't realize that making a Drag Race audition tape was like its own skill. Oh, it is. It very much is. It's all about storytelling. Rue will tell Lucy that everyone loved her spirit and talent. So here's a message from one of her fans. It's Kevin Bacon. Um, He's going to tell her that her performance in Wigloose was off the hook and she knows how to cut loose. She is one degree away from Kevin Bacon. How many degrees are you? I don't know. I think I'm closer than I realize. I just haven't like done the work to figure it out. I'm probably two or three degrees away. I'm one on two different sides. Oh, um, I went to a performing arts high school um, and my friend of mine who went there, her brother also was in the pictures and he did the incredible Burt Wonderstone and someone oh, who cool. was in the incredible Burt Wonderstone has worked with Kevin Bacon. Yeah, I would have to do some research because, again, I'm working in theater. I know I definitely know people who probably oh, yeah. worked with him. So, well, in other news, her song Let Loose has gone viral as we see clips from the Hairspray tour and the War on the Catwalk tour. Spice will say that the implications of the song going internationally viral was because the song is about being loose, despite her actually being loose. Can Lucy let loose now if she listens to the song every day? I felt seen there because, like, I can't memorize shit even if I wrote it. Like, I wrote a fucking musical. I cannot tell you what the lyrics of the musical are. I just, I can't, I can't do it. I just, that's not my brain. I, yeah, I am starting to feel the effects of um, cannabis on my ability to memorize song lyrics. <laughs> not in a. Don't like, say that because now I'm not going to want to take my gummy tonight. <laughs> um, as long as you don't dab, I feel like it's fine. I don't really dab, but anyway. Um, 
but like I can get it I can get there but like I kind of get what she means I also there are some songs that people just grow up with and it is like in their bones and so I had to lip sync against my good friend Queen Decential in January and the song was Black Cat by Janet Jackson Growing up, she used to play that song on Guitar Hero and like knew it in her bones. I did it. And you can't beat someone who just has something in their bones that you right. don't. Like if you tell me like you have to do like a stupid little bar gig um, lip sync to win a shot and you put Queen on. Oh, I got it. Easy, easy peasy. I got it. Uh, you put like Ariana Grande and I'll, and I'll say, I will sit back down now. Goodbye. I had to do an Ariana Grande lip sync. And if it had, if the person I was against is kind of like an alt kind of vibe. So I was like, okay, we'll be fine. We head to commercial with all the Queens lip singing. Let loose. Have you performed the song yet? No, but my friend, no offense does lip sync roulettes at her shows. And I was in her last show and I kind of like leaned on her shoulder and was like, Noah, if you want to add let loose to the roulette, I wouldn't, I know it. She did not do that. She did have running up that hill, though. Yeah, that's fair. Um, honestly, here, here I, I like, <laughs> I love Rue Girl music. Um, a lot of the Rue Girl music that we all love probably comes after the fact. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Lucy is the first one to really dive in and give get a song that is big after the show that was performed on the show. Um, like for me. I think right now my like Mount Rushmore of Rue Girl songs, do not at me, people do not get mad at me. I'm going to put Let Loose next to Cocktail by Mrs. Kasha Davis. And My Pussy is Like a Peach by Theresa May. I use that. I use that song as my alarm clock in the morning. Um, I would probably, it would depend on my mood, it would probably be a la- some Alaska song. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I Yeah, I don't listen to a ton of Rugo music. My good friend, Miss Brooklyn Bridges, um, when we were driving around Ithaca a couple summers ago, she played a lot of Andy Warhol is Dead by the winner of season four, but I don't feel comfortable streaming that song anymore for obvious reasons. Yeah. Rough life, rough life. Although, according to T that I recently heard, she could use the money. Mm. All right. Well, Ruth says this season they had lip syncs to die for. Let's talk about them. Sasha versus Anitra. Sasha's state of mind was to just dance with Anitra as she knows she's a powerhouse. Rue will point out that they are both very young, which, yay, Sasha's older than me, so I'm young still too. How long will they be able to use those acrobatics? Anitra says 10 more minutes. I mean, probably. Robin will say it was hands down one of the most amazing lip syncs. Irene says she will never count to eight the same way. And Selena notes that they were all happy they didn't have to lip sync against either of them, which is not entirely true. But go off, sis. You say whatever you want to say. Revisionist history. Yeah, I I will say it does feel kind of insulting to make Sasha Colby lip sync to a fucking Fifth Harmony song. Like, do you know who she is? I maybe she liked Fifth Harmony when she was younger. When she was in in utero. Um no, just like I can't off the top of my head name a single current member of Fifth Harmony. Yes. Um but like I just 
I think that's my issue with most modern drag race lip syncs is yes, the lip sync is a moment, but if the song isn't. It's interesting because I feel like we should not be like, quote unquote, out of music, but like we we've gone through the staples. We've there are a lot, there's still more to go through, but we've gone through a lot of the big songs and the rights to get certain songs are difficult, but you'd think MTV would have a pull to get good music. Yeah. Watching the international seasons, especially like in the first season second season they're getting everything and that's why their lip syncs are being so beloved because they're getting the good music mm-hmm. yeah. most of the time they actually have the artist there um but that's a little different let's talk about michelle's favorite lip sync of all time anitra versus marcia marcia says she strapped on the performer boots and gave it everything she's got if she was going to go out she was going to go out kicking and back bending Rue says Marsha was fantastic and the internet let up as they felt it should have been a double save. Marsha says there is validation in it, but she says she's a very strong performer, but at the time she was green for drag and she tried her darndest. Okay. Um, I understand why she said it. She wanted to put it out there. I appreciate it. But girl, you did great. Own it. Yeah, for real. Like, I, yeah, she is green, but she kind of surpassed like the expectations of being green i mean look at all these other bitches that like have been doing it for longer than her and did worse yeah now did either of them watch them at watch it at a lip sync um in a public place at a viewing party and each says the reaction was like straight people watching football but not the halftime show because that's for us Irene notes that it's not a coincidence that Anitra was in two of the best lip syncs of the season and says she is a phenomenal performer. She jokes that every time Anitra would start flubbing a challenge, she would get excited to see her perform and do a trick pony. Um, I mean, Anitra's very, very strong. What Anitra has done that other strong lip syncers who have had a lip sync multiple times could not do is at least make it look and feel different. It's true. It's true. And also like, so I know that you love Jax. I know you two are friends and whatnot. Um, but I think that Jax kept doing the same thing every time. And it's like, it's like a stoned wig. Once you see it once, it's not as much of a moment the second, third, fourth, fifth time. And that was part of the problem is most Jax shouldn't have had to show her goods a couple times and she should have been able to save it. And that, but that's the editing and the producing of the show. For real, for real. I I have so many feelings about Jazz, but... All right. Rue reminds them that in the Lollapalooza, they all had to make several many choices. Now we're going to remember the choices part. Malaysia selected Marsha. Why did she? She, know. she says that if you look back on the show, maybe she just put a target on Marsha, Lucy, and Spice and named them the weakest lip syncer. She had given Marsha her praise for the talent show and hadn't seen Lucy and Spice perform. And I asked, were you sleeping during their performances? I don't know. Mistress had her on another, had her wanting to do another song and told her they would do, um, which I will quote, Selena's It's All Coming Back to Me Now. Um, She's even flubbing the excuse now. Uh, Celine Dion, girl, come on. Then she will say Marsha's was next to her, so it was an easy choice. Bullshit. Mistress will say it's a fairy tale because her sister made the right decision because she's a filthy fucking liar. She would not have picked Celine Dion. Uh, they would have been twirling to tell it to my heart. She thinks Malaysia knew what was up. Does Marsha buy her description? Well, she says when you're up there, you kind of black out. Either way, she wasn't worried about anyone but Anitra and Sasha. Okay. Malaysia, you knew you're not going to have a lot of time in this 
reunion. This was going to be a moment, maybe, whatever. You would have, you, you, how many weeks have you had to talk about this in your head and like at least have an answer ready? Yeah. And this kind of goes back to what we're going to talk about later about editing yourself to not piss off the fandom. Just say what you're feeling. Say, I thought Marsha was going to suck and I was wrong. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. It was a moment. Because even what she was trying to say just didn't make logical sense at all. Because if you wanted the song and you knew Mistress was going to do it, then pick Mistress. That's also like, wasn't that also like at the height of like the Mistress Malaysia feud? Yes, yes. Now, Sasha, did everyone, did she know everyone felt that way about her? She said, yes, of course they did. Now, after, after Mistress won her lip sync, she got a cold reception in the workroom as they all thought Jax won. Mistress says the lip sync was two different types of performance of drag. Her perspective is to keep old school traditional drag alive, and that's how she performed the song. She thinks people are used to seeing kicks and flips and splits, but she thinks they are playing a game. Some people are just worrying about surviving. She's worried about winning. She says that Jax is a great performer, and either way, one of them would have had to go against Sasha and Anitra. So you want to save something to showcase later. All well and good. And I fully completely agree with the, the, the sentiment. Selena still thinks Jax won. Did Jax think she ate mistress? Well, Jax is in her pageant era and says that it was pretty balanced. But she will take a note of Lux's book at, that she should have won, to which Lux says she doesn't do it out of nowhere. There's a rhyme and reason for it. Lucy still thinks Jax won, and she said that Mistress didn't win it at the time because she was talking a really, really big game. She finds it funny that they're saying that because none of them are in the finale or would have held a candle to either of them. Um, Let's get some Mistress Lucy tension on as Lucy is like, I was just answering the question as she smiles. This whole segment, I again, slightly biased, but... The queens in the room still think Jax won. The viewers thought Jax won. What? Where? Where's the disconnect? What? What? What's going on? I guess it was kind of just what the judges were in the mood for that day. Absolutely. I, I think Mistress gave it that really old school pageant take. And again, I'm going to keep saying it. Someone this season had to do drag. It's in the title. God damn it! But I, I understand why they thought that jacks won and like jacks is very talented and also like i think maybe that would have tipped everyone off that like no matter what jacks could have like flown and they still would have sent her home that episode absolutely again they, they needed to get rid of jacks because we're getting to a point where smaller cast smaller cast jacks is going to eliminate people and lipsticks you can't you can't save her any other way um, it happened with Jasmine. It's a thing with the flipping, kicking uh, queens from New York. It's just it's just a thing that's going to happen. I pray to God that we do not have a lip sync Lala Perusa next season um, because it just pisses people off. That being said, we're going to because it's good television, clearly. Also, to set the record straight, Jasmine Kennedy is not from fucking New York City. She's from Binghamton, New York. Well, I know her from when she was underage at bars. Um, so... That's great. She and I go way back. We don't go way back. Oh, I love that. But no, she's fully from Binghamton. I'm performing um this summer with like her main like drag sister. She she has performed in the past at like my local bar. I just think that's really cunt. <laughs> now, I will ask. 
if Rue's segment was about quote unquote choices in the Lollapalooza, why are we erasing the bullshit twist of Anitra saving Spice? That was a choice. I think not discussing it proves that it was producer interference. I said what I said. They are under a contract to make sugar and spice look as good as possible. And even with that, they have made themselves look like fucking morons. This was a huge moment. And the fact that it was not discussed is really upsetting. Like, Jax got to say nothing in this entire reunion. That would have been the thing to discuss. But I think we not would not have gotten a PG answer for television. I cannot wait for those NDAs to be up. Do you know if the NDAs, like are from like a year after when they finish filming or i'm year- not sure exactly but um i know certain people do once their ndas are lifted they just go ham um just you can I know say listeners i have a lot of podcasts that i'm waiting on from december that i have to still post but i'm telling you when i post my joey j interview oh my god you can say all the down under girls it's okay oh my god oh my god um all fair in love and lip syncs. And speaking of love, the forced plot line of Amethyst and Robin Fierce. As we are reminded, they had a pre-show romance. Robin says that she remembers things, how they happened, and other people, Amethyst, has dragged delusion. Amethyst says the chapter is closed. I'd love for this storyline to be closed. They just want a romance. They really do. Um... Listen, Rue, if you really want a romance story online, I know a lot of people who fucked each other. So speaking of, what advice do they have for drag queens dating a drag queen? Well, Amethyst says, don't shit where you sleep. That's fair. Rue will ask if any of them have other drag queens that they've dated. And Irene says, she turns the boys she dates into queens. All roads lead to drag queens. Do you think, I mean, obviously your perspective is a little different. Do you think boys go on Grinder, see a drag queen and say, my shot, it's coming. I can be a drag queen. I really fucking hope not. And like, I, you cannot just be some skinny little Twinkie boy and just put on highlighter and a shake and go wig and call it a fucking day. Yeah, yeah. You might you can't just sleep your way to the top in this industry unless you sleep with the right people. Well, speaking of, Rue is the Yenta of drag. Are there any other crushes? Well, Aura, she had a crush on Poppy. And here's what I say, Aura. Back off, bitch. <laughs> well, she's engaged, so you probably don't well, need to. Aura says that Poppy left a note. Mistress found it and it read, Aura, please fuck me. I'm not shocked. That's probably exactly what it read. Um, does Poppy still feel the same way? Yeah, it's seven inches. Why not? Also, if you looked at the interactions on um, Poppy's post, Joey J said, don't quit drag, to which Poppy responded, only if you fuck me. So can't wait to see what happens to drag on. Look, two bottoms don't make a top. If you're looking for Joey J, like you might need to. Joey J's verse, I believe. Not, I with, that, not with that haircut. He's a gay ass bitch. He's Joey J. Okay, fine. I have to give props to our first openly gay drag queen. It's true. It's true. My apologies. Um, so here's the plot twist. Speaking of love, Aura's getting married. Everyone is still on the guest list. Mistake. She will say that don't give her gifts. Yes. Uh, send um, a donation to the ACLU Drag Defense Fund. Brilliant move. That was very smart of Aura putting it out there once again. Um, 
Now, listen, I know that there is a real thing called open relationships. Um, I, I don't know if I could ever do it. That being said, listen, a lot of people in open relationships will chitter chatter and say they want to fuck each other, but it's only just for chitter chatter, um, which I think what Poppy and Aura were doing because they're clearly both in relationships. And I, yeah. So. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like the chase is half the fun. That being said, I just can't wait for the DragCon um, hotel room to see who does who. Um, that was my favorite thing in both LA and UK is being in the same hotel as some of the queens and just turning on Grinder and being like, everything around me is a rue girl. That's kind of Or common. having people be like, who is this person? I'm going to watch the international season. I'm like, that's a rue girl. Can't wait. So much fun. Okay. It's time for some fan questions asked by people who are actually not fans. How come I'm Therese from Arsha? How are your makeup skills? The how are your makeup skills these days? Oh, and girl, how orange fucking orange does she look? Marcia says her makeup skills have most definitely improved. She says seeing yourself on TV tells you a lot, and she's very excited to announce a new project. Marcia X3 Cosmetics is launching very soon. In fact, I have purchased it. I'm waiting patiently to wear some chapstick and some wispies. Brilliant move. It was a brilliant move on her part. Absolutely genius. And again, that is how you troll in a funny and meaningful way. I can't wait for it. I know I did not, I'm not on the PR list. It's fine, Marsha. I'll just be sad and whatever. Um, but it was really smart. Th- this is how you capitalize on your moment on Drag Race. Yeah, no, she knows what she's doing. I wish yes. we had gotten to learn about like the like smart, witty bitch behind the no makeup. Asia O'Hara for Sasha. Now you are indeed a very everyone's favorite drag queen, but who is your favorite drag queen? You can only pick one. She says that a lot of her friends are going to be really upset with her if she don't name them, but she's most inspirational drag queen for her would be Monica Monroe, who is Miss Continental 1994. And if you YouTube her, it's pretty much her whole drag career for the past 20 years. More of this, more teaching the children. Let's do it. Yay. Thank you, Rue, for giving Sasha the platform to teach the kids. For real. There's a sky for Robin Fierce. She's in the market for a new flat screen TV. Can she give her the drag discount? She can give her a good 75 inches. She can sneak it out the back door. And we're going to learn that Robin used to work at Best Buy. We see photos of her when she worked there in uniform. It worked. It would take her forever to do her makeup at the time. So she would wake up early, do the makeup, go to work, and then go to the gigs. Incredible. That's a Abs- working woman. Absolutely incredible. Um. Now also, I kind of wish she would have. I wish she would have come out uh, in her entrance look at a Best Buy look. Also, what is going on with Deja's makeup? She's improving. She's trying things. She's playing. Okay, I I've played in my mom's makeup too. Well, did Robin <laughs> some more in drag? She says she's sold both about the same. She says some people didn't even realize she was a drag queen and would come in asking for the lady they talked to yesterday, who was so lovely, and I would point to her and it's her out of drag. Aquaria for Irene. You were trolling all your cast members all season online. Is it true any troll is a goal? She says she doesn't take things seriously and loves to have fun with the girlies online. She loves to have fun with them in the workroom too, but she didn't get a chance. So online was all she had. So who felt Irene came for her? Mistress blocked her. She's lying. Or is she? What happened? Do we know? Apparently she is. Apparently Mistress is lying. Apparently. Evidently. Um, Emily, just go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, just like evidently, 
the bitch is lying. Malaysia says every girl that walked through that door Irene came for, was anyone offended? Spice says it doesn't matter because karma got her. And then Irene says she won more money than she did. And Sugar says that after meeting Irene the first day, she went to Spice and was like, they cast some really mean queens. But once she got to know her, there's a heart under all that crazy. Oh, so uh, being a genuinely creative artist, we consider crazy. Good to know, Spice. Good to know. Derek Berry for Lucy, based on some of her tweets, are you a queen that blames it on the edit? Woo, girl. Uh, She says she was hacked, but she says that it showed a very specific side of who she is, but didn't show every aspect of who she is. She knows she came off uptight, but now she has to let loose and all of that is gone. Best answer possible. It's exactly what she needed to say. She is aware it is an edit, but she knows that that's not her identity. You're absolutely right. Oh, and moms have questions too. Let's start with Rhonda, Robin Fierce's mom for mistress. Why were you coming for my child about her wig in the first episode? Are you jealous of her boogie? I was like, oh my God, who wrote that for her? But good, good line reading, Rhonda. Mistress says there is a very simple explanation. She was in her chaotic era when she first came in. So that was the old her. She is sending her mom and Robin kisses. And if you didn't like it, have a blessed night. She will. I thought this was very funny, but really, this is the, this is the question. Well, what else do we know about Robin? What else did Robin? Do? I want Robin's mom to talk to Amethyst. I want to know what are you do with my daughter. What were you doing inside of my daughter? God damn it! Um. Well, we're gonna find out later. Ew, ew. Um. Jane, Aura's mom for Spice. Why did you say Aura should have been in the bottom for Snatch Game? Don't you know she would have sent you home with a lip sync? I mean, facts are facts, America. Spice says, watching it back, she texted Aura and said she wasn't talking about her. And then she said it was her. And then she thought she was talking about someone else. Ladies and gentlemen, they's and them's backpedaling. Spice and Sugar and Spice really cannot talk the fucking talk or walk the walk in those huge heels. But Anitra can walk that fucking duck. Rue wants to know if Spice is speaking English. She's speaking Long Island. Sugar says it's her hot and bored language and the hot and bored girlies will know as they are tuning into the frequency. What? Maybe I'm not hot or bored. I don't know. And also, I'm definitely bored, but I guess I'm not hot. I thought they were like not allowed to go outside in, in Long Island. How do they know the native language? Well, they, they don't live there no more. They're in fucking L.A. Where everyone is just as dumb as there. You said it, not me. I can't wait to see you, L.A. <laughs> this season gave us the biggest reading challenge ever, and yet some of the reads were never seen until now because 60-minute episodes. Let's go through them. Are you ready? I guess so. <laughs> I can't believe some of these were cut. These were good. Uh, Lux and Robin, after your run here, you might have to change your name to The Robin Fine. Fair. Amethyst on Jax. I love watching you flip from the top two to the bottom three. She got her ass. She got her ass. Spice on Lux. I love your gap. I'm talking about the gap between your beauty and your brain. That's for you, girl. Yeah. Selena on Marsha. Blair St. Clair. I forgot. I'm sorry. Blue Hydrangea. Fuck. I'm getting all my twinks mixed up. I think it didn't air because Blue Hydrangea isn't part of this universe. If she had said a different twink, I think it would have made the air because it was a good read. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I don't know. I guess they didn't want to put too many flowers in their in that basket or whatever. 
Selena and Mistress. You know the difference between Mistress and a brick? A brick gets laid. Standing Selena ovation. would have won. Selena was very good. Standing ovation. Everyone moved. Incredible. Lucy on Sasha. I know that the pineapple is a sign of welcome. Is that why you have one tattooed on the inside of your lip? What does she mean? Is there like dramaturgy I'm not getting? I think it means Sasha gives good blowjobs. Because she's welcoming things oh, in her mouth. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I think okay, that's sure. what it is. Sure. If you want to make such a perverse yes, and I disgusting guess. joke. Well, we haven't gotten to that one yet. Uh, Aura on Lux. Your teeth are so fucked up. Your tongue looks like it's behind bars. Don't read if it's not accurate, you stupid bitch. Marsha on Anitra. We get it. You can walk the duck, but can you talk? Period. She is smart. She's smart. Sasha on Aura. Aura Mayari. More like bore to eyes eek. Sasha, you flubbed. That was terrible. That was no girly pop. Oh, yeah. Wait, sorry. I thought you said Marsha. Lots of these rhyme. Um, I Anitra don't know. Spice. Spice. You need some. Lucy on Amethyst. Amethyst. uh, Amethyst. Now, not a lot of people know this, but when Amethyst first started doing drag a month ago, she expressed interest in being my drag daughter. And after seeing you in this competition, I can truly say that will never happen. Get her ass. Mistress on Malaysia. I didn't know they made a fat baby doll, fat Albert baby doll. She claps back with, I didn't know they made a fat cabbage patch. I thought that was kind of standard cabbage patch. Yeah, I did too. No, of course. We have to give the chance to the queen she didn't get to read. The library is reopened. Sugar on Irene. Lux coined you as the swamp witch of the season. She's absolutely right, because what witchcraft did you pull to only be in one episode and still get more screen time than Robin? It was a real hike, but we got there. We got there. Spice thinks it's her time, even though she did the reading challenge, and I was like, oh, you just broke the rule. Like, you sh- shut your fucking mouth. But Spice on Sugar... My sweet sugar, you and Michelle Visage actually have a lot in common. Living in someone else's shadow. Why didn't this bitch do rule of threes? I don't know. Princess Poppy on Aura. All of those muscles and only your ass is ripped. Love it. Poppy, and the rumors are true. I did give someone on set COVID. That's why all season long, Lucy LaDuca had no taste. Those you better work. Irene on Sasha. Michelle Visage said that you are a whole lot more than body, and she's absolutely right. There's also about eight syringes of lip filler and two buckets of industrial-grade silicone in your ass. Those jokes are never funny, and why would you ever try to read Sasha Colby? Especially when you are basically the same thing with the... Okay. Irene on Selena. I have met drag queens with fake asses, fake titties, fake lashes, but you're the first one I've met with a fake accent. So which Selena says, okay, white girl. That was when Selena for a second. That was when Selena tapped out of the reunion. Should she have made the joke? That's up, that's up to um their personal thing. If maybe, maybe this this leans into something that Selena does not like. To be fair, and I have pointed it out, there is Selena and then there is Jason talking. Selena's titties is loud, vibrant, fun, and there is a bit of a put on in the vocals. When she's the real human, Jason behind the mask, that's the real human. It goes back to sugar and spice. And I said earlier, you heard Cooper, not sugar. 
obviously it hit a nerve with Selena. Why it was included in this reunion, I don't really know. I'm sure they had other people they could have thrown in there. I don't know why this was in it. This might have been the producers being like, well, it's true. I don't know. Lucy on Amethyst. Because Lucy apparently now has to speak because Spice did. Amethyst, or as Robin Fierce knows you, Arm and Fist. Boy, um, you think you're so smart, don't you, Lucy? You think you're so It was smart. very good. It was so funny. Lucy <gasps> on Mistress. Mistress Isabel Brooks. The only thing shorter than those heels is that life expectancy. Poor taste. Ooh. And I'm someone who like one of my lifelong drag dreams is I want to do a show that's entirely in poor taste. And I'm saying this was poor taste. Now, Rue will announce the release of And Don't Fuck It Up, an oral history of RuPaul's Drag Race, available in June. Will you be purchasing it? I don't know how to fucking read, but maybe. I hope I hope that they have it at DragCon, and I sincerely hope I can get a signed edition of it. Um, Metro, let me know. I will cover the book. I'll, I'll actually read if you can give me a signed copy of this or something. Let I want it. I was, I mean, it would be pretty funny because, you know, RuPaul DJs from behind that, like, fortress. You tried holding the book up to the fortress for her to sign. Oh, um, why do you call it DJ? It's called press a button. It's press go. Okay, fine. The queens know how to do drama, but this season had a series of gates. Let's take a look back at the gates, a.k.a. Lux is a drama queen. Why did no one talk about Heaven's Gate? Why did no one make that joke? It was right there. Metalgate. Malaysia says that getting metal was important to her because she, where she comes from, she always had to prove herself. And at that point, with Mistress and Luck, she was triggered. She claims watching it back, they were having a good time and they were just trolling her. She says that she and Lux didn't have the same rapport that her and Mistress did. She said she didn't understand her sarcasm and dry sense of humor. She took it all seriously. And in that moment, she was not backing down. Malaysia says her biggest regret was calling them bullies. And she knows that word can be triggering for the fan base. Um, I think again it's revisionist history. I still do think it was bully tactics, but I think they think were it's trying. Not, then it's not. They were trying to fuck with the girlies. They were trying yeah. to play mind games. Everyone thinks they have to be so nice. Mistress says that Malaysia is her sister. They already had a rapport by that point in the competition and didn't know she was being serious and upset. It was all in fun. And she says when she knew it was too much, she knew where it was coming from and wished that they could have talked it out. She says they are all the same person as when they're upset. Don't talk to us or they'll pop off. Okay. Okay. Metalgate. Um, I hated it. I really, it was just, for me, it was gross. It did not, it was not a good moment. Yeah, I completely agree. No one looked good in that moment. Like it was just, it was just trying to be annoying for the sake of being annoying and like playing mind games, which I'm kind of in favor of, but I don't know. Baby got bomb gate. Who was right? Lux. Lux was right. Lucy says that she took issue with what she claimed she wore a corset. She has never worn a corset in her life. And Lux says, I misspoke. I didn't mean to call it a corset. It was a shaper. Okay, at least they're having fun with it now. Yeah, get her ass. Heaven gate. Lucy says the girls were coming for her. Um, she was upset with mistress because she had her role and was sitting pretty when she and Lux were discussing who should get the role. She didn't know why mistress was involved. Mistress says it was the constant bickering and wanted to decide on a role. Lucy says she made the bickering worse to which mistress says, of course I mistress. It's what I do. Rue will ask mistress why she thought Lucy was being fake. And mistress will ask 
through the competition or this moment. I do think that was shady uncalled for. I know she's going to be like, oh, no, I'm serious. I didn't. I thought that was actually like a dig. Yeah. Yeah. Mistress will say that on the show, Lucy would say she identified with the character as it's her, but the character description said someone young. She's not saying she's an old bitch, but again, what did you just do? Are you trying to be funny or are you trying to dig? Now, Lux gave up the role as people have tried to twist it in in to her with mind games. She saw that Lucy was upset and she gave her the role so everyone was happy as they all had to work together in the end. Do you believe her? I do not believe Lux. I'm sorry. I feel like... I think that Lux wanted to give Lucy a hard fucking time. I agree. She says from a strategy point, if Lucy were to flub at the lead, it would be a bigger flub on her part, but it wasn't her main frame of thinking. She thought of it after the fact. Lies. Lies Anitra loved loved all of Heaven Gate as she loves drag queens fighting over things. Give her the popcorn. And finally, 40-inch gate. Was her wave 40 inches or not? She says in school, they teach you if you have a number over 35, you round it to the nearest 10. Sweetheart, I also went to a school in New Jersey. That's bullshit. Yeah, you round up when it's 39.5 and above. Right. That's not how fucking numbers work, Lux. I'm sorry. I know she was being funny, but I was like, girl, come on. Irene wants to get to the bottom of it as she has a tape measure handy. I wish. I wish Lux had the wig. Why didn't Lux bring the wig? Like, she must have known that. I don't know. Missed opportunity. Now, Irene will say that in the moment, as a sister, she was trying to look out for her new friend because she wanted to know who has sold her that 32-inch wave and told her it was faulty. Lux will say it was her mother made and it was family heirloom. Okay, fine. Now they're having fun with it. Okay, it's over. No violence. No war. No terror. Okay, fine. Let's have some. It's time to talk fashion. (laughs) Category is unseen looks from the eliminated queens. Amethyst, rip her to shreds. It's a reference to Dennis the Menace, the movie. She wanted to make a bitchy office worker a character. Uh, I thought it was a really cute look in photo form. I do not know if it would have read on the runway. Yeah, it's also gimmicky to the point that I don't know if the judges would have appreciated it, but like, I like what I saw of it, but yeah, I don't know how motion would have affected it and probably like not in a good way. Too sure, sure, fine. Laura, Knight of a Thousand Beyoncés. She says that Beyoncé is her ultimate idol and she was so excited for this runway. Uh, yeah, it's a travesty that we did not get to see the stunning look. She would have won the week and Aura detail on the cape. Brilliant. Oh my God, it was so good. That was Gorgina. Yeah, that shoot. Was, I'll give shoot. it a shoot. That must have been so heavy too. Yeah. Um, Malaysia, everybody say love. She says she wanted to pay homage to everybody say love and she wears her heart on her sleeve. It's the best she would have looked all season, but is it really giving glove? It's a connected to the body. It's a fingered sleeve. Regardless, it's stunning. I'll give it a toot. It's gorgeous, but I don't. It it doesn't fit the category. It's a toot. Also, now, I'm sorry that photo so airbrushed. No. So one... Irene will ask because she can put her in touch with the person who retouched the photo. Shady. Did Irene need to say it? Irene needed her screen time. Like, I see what she was doing, but I think, like, they can't all be winners. Let me just ask the question then. We're going to talk about her look, but I want to ask the question before we talk about it. Does Irene know something that we don't know? Is she coming back next season? They gave her a lot of screen time. 
They did. I think people want her to come back next season. She's she is on a Vanji trajectory at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Irene, puffer, please. She wanted to go more vintage with the looks, so she opted for a cocoon coat like a Sunset Boulevard moment. I think it was Maddie Morphosis fully formed. Uh, it's stunning, and I love that she went classic vintage Hollywood using puffer material. Concept was brilliant. Yeah, that was a shoot for me. That was so gorgeous. And like the way she did her eye shape too. Toot, toot, toot. Burn the building. Now, I know we have time um, limits with this 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 reunion. Why did we not get to, to see others. anything from Poppy or Jax or Robin? What is the point of letting them not be present for this episode? Now, Lux did come on Twitter and say, can't blame it on the edit if you didn't talk. I don't she's, know if that's what she's referring to. Um, I, I do I wonder, know. but also like the fandom has people in such a chokehold. Like, I think you there's such a pressure to be perfect unless you just don't give a fuck. Um, and like for the people who kind of went toward the middle and are maybe like more forgettable, I guess they don't want to be remembered as like assholes. I, I don't know. I just like it, it's for me. Like I know Poppy hasn't posted any of her looks. That was a her thing. Jax has. What did Jax do in this episode? Arrested development footage not found. Yeah. All right. Let's play two with the girls. First up is Sasha Colby. Puffer, please. The cast will toot it. Um. She received the top toot of the week from the Block Talk audience that week with 94%. It's a toot! What the fuck am I supposed to say? It's a toot! Like, she's Sasha Colby. What am I supposed to do about it? Malaysia entrance look. She got a toot from the cast. Um, She received 86% from the audience that week on the podcast. Toot, why not? Marsha, beautiful nightmare, got a boot from the cast except for Mistress, which again, trolling. She received 29% toot from the audience that week on the podcast. It's a boot. I'm sorry, girly pop. Anitra crystallizes Laganza toot from the cast, and she did receive the top toot of the week from the audience at 96%. Lucy Bagball. The cast gives her a boot, except for Spice giving her a toot for the future drag. I don't know. That whole conversation was weird. The audience that week gave her 16% toot. Bootyana, I'm sorry. Lux crystallized eleganza. The cast will call it a toot. Amethyst a shoot. The audience granted her a 77% toot. That look was ugh, boot. Just because I'm irritated. Fun fact, that was Poppy's wig. No sh- Oh yeah. Mistress Night of a Thousand Beyonce's cast will toot it and boot it. I still hate it. This the week that it aired, the audience gave her an 83% toot. I can live with it. I can live with it. Jack's beautiful nightmare. Jax will say it's a boot. Sugar says it's fluff. Um, the audience at the time gave it 48%. So very mixed there. Robin, who is she? The cast will toot it with a shoot from Irene. And the audience gave her a 91% toot. And finally, yeah. Aura, beautiful nightmare. Toot from the cast with a boot for the acting from Irene. The audience gave her an 86%. Again, where's Poppy? I just, I don't get it. I really don't get it. It's very strange. It's very, very strange. Well, 
In a season of sickening fashion, something has to be the worst. It's time for the golden boot. Maddie Morphosis in her crochet look era. Jump scare. Right. Reveals that the golden boot from Got To Be. The nominees are Marsha, Marsha, Marsha for Tie Dye to Die For, Jax for Tie Dye to Die For, or Selena Sidious for Metallic Runway. Of those three, who would you have voted for? I think Selena. I also, I think that like, this gets sound strange. I think that they're like Marsha's look was just so far in the wrong direction. Yes. But I don't know if I like because it but it I don't know. For something to be a golden boot, it has to display like such immense poor taste and like lack of understanding. Which of honestly fashion. has been a lot of Selena's runways this season. And I'm shocked this is the one that was there, but for me, I don't this know is why one of my her, least favorite one. I don't know why her palm tree moment was correct. In. Correct. Uh, the Golden Boot does go to Selena. For those curious, she received 20% toot from the audience. Marsha hmm. received 22% and Jax received 23%. So based on the Block Talk audience, they got it correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I'm not spoiling anything, but I'm just saying if pre- precedent is true, expect Miss Selena on All-Star season soon. I think if she had a little more time to cook, oh, baby, you got a stew going. Listen, if homegirl who I'm referring to does not serve it on the runway when we see her in a couple weeks, I'm a you think it's going to be a couple. You think it's going to be a couple weeks? Yeah. Interesting. Um, Not to brag, but I am performing during Pride with somebody who will be gracing our screens once again very soon as well. All I'm going to say is All-Star 7, they they announced it and then everyone was going to be there for press week for DragCon. I think it's going to happen again. Brilliant. It makes sense. It makes sense. All right. We're going to discuss the who should go home moment. It's time to rehash it. Head Talk Speaker. Lux Noir loved him. Does not know why she felt compelled to name check all the girls. She says in her head she wanted to give a rhyme and reason and Rue says it was very entertaining. Lucy says it sucked and really hurt. She doesn't believe that she didn't know going in what she was going to say. She felt it was very premeditated. Lux will double down and say it wasn't. She's just good at talking. Lucy doesn't think it was necessary to punch down so much. While she says she respects her opinion, she still says it would have hurt enough if she just called her generic. Okay, there's part one. Part two, Lucy will say that it seemed like Lux took joy in what she did and calling everyone else a star, to which Lux says that she did say that what she does, she does exceptionally well. Lucy says it takes a lot of nerve to say that everything she does has been done before while wearing a wig that was on the runway already on a puppet. I detect no lies. Lux will say she never said that, and Lucy says those words are ingrained in her mind. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll pause here for this part of the story and talk, discuss it. At the time, I did say it was premeditated. You, 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 as a drag race contestant, know certain things are going to happen on the show. Mm-hmm. At this point in time, you know you're going to talk to your younger self. You go into that mirror in your hotel room before you go to bed. You make that speech happen. You know Rue is going to ask you at some point who should go home and why. You practice that kind of thing. Do I think some of it was off the cuff? Sure. But I know she knew no matter when this happened, Lucy's name was going to be the name. I also, like, I understand why that was such a moment. And I literally did include it in my list of favorites. But, like, 
I think it was so over the top. I think it was mean spirited. I can't help but agree. I do really think it was mean spirited and like, I don't know. It just felt like very tactical and very like, because that is such a mean thing to say about someone's drag too. If Lucy hadn't done well, by all means say she should go home. That's just fucking being honest. Yeah. But saying she's not unique, like what the fuck? And I'm sorry, but like, a lot of people in New York do what Lux does. I'm going to just say that. I mean, this is something I've spoken on the podcast for many years now. There is just a blatant disrespect for when it comes to campy drag. Mm-hmm. It's just a thing that the new generation of fashion queens, just they just don't have that. So they, they think it's not good. Um, and the show has kind of not helped it either. Um, I will always bring back Nina West as the example. She is the definition of what good campy drag is. And she got slaughtered on the show because she was not the fashion queen Brooklyn Heights. She wasn't rookie queen Evie Ali. She didn't get the respect that she deserved. And that's what bothers me. Um, and I think that's the thing that Lux doesn't realize is, yeah, what Lucy does may have been quote unquote done before, but it's an evolution of the camp. That's what happens. And I think what Lucy does, she does very well. Again, I can name off the top of my head a bunch of people who do ostensibly what Lux does, wear the same patterns, don't wear a body, like, or not patterns, like types of clothes, Um, but like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Well, Lux will say that someone's feelings were going to be hurt. She did not take joy in answering the question. She says she is not a mean or malicious person. She says, looking back, it did kind of suck as it was dogpiling. Selena says it felt good for her for Lux to answer the way she did. So Lucy will apologize for, to Selena for her answer. Lucy says she was the first person to answer and didn't know how people oh were goodness. going to answer. If she had to pick one other person, it would have been gone uh, based on the challenge they had just done and would have picked Lux as she struggled with the choreography. And now, my friends, welcome to Choreography Gate. Uh, Lux says others were struggling in the beginning, to which Lucy says that when they were filming the actual musical, she messed up the choreography. So now we're back to the two of them sparring. Why? Did, did we need this moment to happen? Should Lucy have even said anything? I feel like Lucy went on a kind of a strange arc during the reunion of like feeling like she wanted a redemption and just like trying to be like as cordial as possible and also like that i don't know i don't know like i that you can't blame it on the edit because it wasn't evident in the edit like now rue asked mistress a serious question did she indeed get a photo at the sasha colby meet and greet she didn't have a wristband but she snuck in and sasha said she did steal all her merch so what did sasha write on her picture mib major intestinal blockage it's sasha's world and we just live in it since so much was cut this season, it's time to have a segment to see how our celebrity guests throughout the season acted because celebrities are just like us. Oh my God, what a waste of time. Again, you couldn't give me like a five seconds with Jack. She had wasted here. We will see things like Marin Morris feeling like a condom. Ariana saying it's going to be hard for her to not follow them as she ruins the season and reveals that she is the Reddit sleuth. Love Connie downing what she thinks is vodka. Michelle has the worst knees ever. Danny Trejo being told he is a bad dad for not inviting her his daughter to set. Julia Garner, uh, aka Anna Dalvi, doing more of that voice. 
Ali Wong congratulating Selena for taking her line that Netflix will pay a lot for, and Rue talking about aesthetic penises and Michelle spray tan and Orville Peck being thirsted over. I mean, I would. I fucking love that man. Oh my god. I it just felt like a lot of nothing. It just yes. felt like a lot of it was the show reminding them, look, we have celebrities on our television program. You didn't see them because we only had 60 minutes. <laughs> I also don't know if I would call RuPaul a human being, but that's... Eh, that's true. Well, Ru says, every time a drag queen bats their false eyelashes, they are making a political statement. It's time to talk politics. Ru points out that Aura performed with guest judge Marin Morrison- Morris. First off, she did not. She was what? on the same bill. They barely stay- shared a stage. Oh. I was at the event in Nashville. Love Rising. It was a really, really great event. I'm glad I was there. I got to go with my brother and my mom and his girlfriend. It was a really, really fun night. Um, Aura Mayari, I could not even tell you what she was doing because she was backstage most of the time. Didn't even get like a solo moment. Um, but what did happen is Mar- Marin Morris said, this is one song that all drag queens perform. I'm going to sing my song in the middle. And one of the drag queens lip synced it as she was singing it, which was so cool. That is really fun. I've been wanting to do something like that, but it's hard. Why it was an hour of Maori, she probably didn't know the song. <laughs> Not going to lie there. Um, now, Aura says she has an amazing opportunity at the Benefit concert that raised funds for LGBTQ people in Tennessee. She is grateful for Marin for using her platform to voice her opinion. Um, and I do want to take a second, um, not only because I discovered Marin Morris in 2015, I love her, but the fact that Marin Morris actually is doing shit. She's literally, yeah. she was literally at the courthouse at the, um, the, in, in Nashville protesting. Yeah. violence she's literally yeah. doing it and she's a big fucking celebrity good for someone fucking should be aura who lives in nashville says it's scary she doesn't feel safe driving to work and drag she is worried about her safety at her own bar she is disheartened to see the progress they made in the community just to be pulled back so easily rue points out that robin hosts an event at yale she was the first drag queen to speak at yale law and it was important to protest for them because many lawmakers who are putting laws against queer the queer community have studied and graduated from Yale. She did a drag queen story hour where she read a kid's book to grown ass adults in full protest. I'm going to get political for a second, friends. Yale law. We know who your alum is. At what point are you going to say fuck you and and disassociate from those motherfuckers, Ron DeSantis? When are you going to do it? Uh-huh. Rue will ask the girls what the climate is like as they're touring. Malaysia says she was booked in Nashville. She was super nervous and scared as these bills caused an uproar with strong opinions and views. She didn't know if they would come to the club. Irene reminds the world, uh, reminds us that the world is a lot of bills are secretly or strategically meant to target trans men and women who want to live their lives. She's right. Sasha says, as a trans drag queen, the legislation is particularly zoned in on people like her. Mm -hmm. She feels nervous traveling. What if she goes into the airport and someone recognizes her that is not a fan and wants to call the police as she's in the bathroom? It's the other side showing their cards while we have displayed power and unity that need to throw anything at the wall and see what sticks. Power and unity, sure. Robin says that since we are out, I'm proud that small minorities are very loud, so it's important for us to all speak up and protest in any way possible. Sasha continues to say that we are doing something right if they are this nervous. And Mistress says that it doesn't matter if you're gay, drag, trans, it's all the same to them. So Rue says that nothing is more powerful than a registered vote. 
Here I am on my soapbox again. And I say that's all well and good, but a reminder that what just happened in Tennessee is proof why it's just one thing you can do as the GOP will try to strip the votes of the people if they do not like the people who are voted in. Vote, but do more. Thank you. That's it. That's the tweet. Yeah, I have very similar views. I also, something I actually say a lot during my shows when I'm on the mic is um, if the government is not enacting the will of the people, then we no longer have an obligation to obey them. And I'm not saying anything explicit, but that is just kind of how I feel. And um, yeah, because the thing is, this is not the will of the constituents. Not at all. And neither was the abortion ban, neither will gay marriage, like none of this is the will of the constituents. And I don't, and I will also say, I think people who are pointing out the hypocrisy of like the one time a GOP senator did drag, I think you are wasting your fucking time. I think fascists do not care if they are being hypocritical. You can pull out all the like gotcha moments you want, they do not give a fuck, like stop wasting your time. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's the gotcha moments that need to be gotcha on camera. That's uh-huh. like show the show Bill Lee that he did it. Um, I mean, I'm not defending the man, but he personally was affected by the Tennessee shooting. So what does he do now? He wants to start red law, red flag laws. See, it literally has to affect them for at them to realize, okay, maybe something is wrong. Um, so that's that's it. Politics, drag, it's a thing. It is real. Let's let's make something better. But this season featured four queens from Connecticut, and the state government has something to say. We see a video from Connecticut Lieutenant Governor Susan Bisowitz and is joined by the small but mighty LGBTQ plus caucus to say thank you to Amethyst, Robin, Lucy, and Jax. They are all proud, and the world needs more than more needs them more now to have their bright lights shine like them. Robin says it was amazing to see it was connecticut versus the world this season but lucy gets emotional as she's touched as growing up she didn't feel welcome in such a small state and shows that they are making a difference her favorite thing to do is to go to pride celebrations in connecticut as she sees kids and teenagers who look up to them and when they see them they feel like their life isn't going to be miserable i think it's interesting because lucy is from a different generation than the other three she is a little older. She grew up because she and I are basically the same age. She grew up in a time where going to high school and college, marriage equality wasn't a thing. You could not get married. So this is an important thing to see a government official from your home state to say something like this. And I appreciate that she got emotional. Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe it's Connecticut time, is yeah, go good for something besides four queens from this season. That's true. It's time for the ladies to get anything they want off their chest. It's time to gather her. Irene says she has heard two separate things from two different people in the cast. She says, mistress, the first thing she did and got on the phone with her was tell her that after she left, Lucy made a comment about Irene looking like she didn't have filler as it looks like her face is sagging. She confronted Lucy about it that and says she would never say that. Uh, isn't it interesting about the read that Irene made earlier? Okay. Yeah. Also, I'm going to tell you a secret. I did not give a single solitary fuck about this. No. Which is why my theory of Irene's coming back is more uh, more tea. Mistress responds that she did not make anything up, but she doesn't remember the conversation. But Irene remembers it vividly as she didn't talk to her for three months. Lucy says she would never and has never said that. Mistress says that she is many things, but a liar is not one of them. Who do you believe? Whatever, whatever gets me home faster. 
I just I, I honestly think here's my my theory. Mistress made a joke that did not land with Irene. Irene took it seriously, confronted Lucy. Lucy probably made some passing comment about filler, but it was not what she said. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I just like, it was so late in the night. I was like, I cannot be bothered. <laughs> well, Amethyst has a question. Who the fuck has her baby? Anish reveals it's in her closet. Why? Well, she's the father. No, no. She was going to do Kristen Wiig for Snatch Game and didn't have baby arms. And Amethyst did have a baby. And here's the bigger story. Kristen Wiig? Dunice! I've been wanting to do a snatch game for so long and I want to be the one to do it, but I'm like, this would be rude. Like we don't live in a time where it's acceptable to like mock people like that. And then she was, she would have bombed. She would have fucking bombed. That's true. That's true. That's true. So we should all be thankful. Someone else can get Kirsten wig uh, and do on this show. Spice says that they are a big, happy family. And while they watch it back and say, they're going to get each other. They're just going to brush it off. Rue will note that with each new generation, there is more social media and to come. And they, in the show, they are very aware of what people might say on social media. Do they feel muzzled? Lux says no, as there will be someone out there that does not like what you're doing. So you can't please everyone. So do what you got to do to make yourself happy. Has she gotten a lot of clap back? Her? Never. Yes, she has had hate comments, so she blocks them. She says it's all coming from people whose opinions don't make any difference in her life. Respectable. But let's just remind everybody one thing. Go back to what I said at the beginning of this podcast. You put yourself in this position. Period. Yeah, I also think Rue's attempt at like, don't bully my queens on social media. I think they are always so like half-assed and lukewarm. Mistress says, as the show continues, there are certain moments with certain people who may make the fan base or certain demographic ignited. She notes Marsha's untucked moment with her as her Instagram got banned three times because the white twinks ganged up on her. Mm -hmm. She says in those moments, it's just a bump in the road, but these people feel so attached or they have underlying racism or fat phobic tendencies and thinks her and Lux are attacked for being themselves. She will note. That there are some people in the cast who have spoken out and said it's not cool, and some people who let them take the shit. Who is she talking about? I my inclination is Lucy. It's got to be, and I just don't know truth or if she's just trying to stir the pot. Because if that's the case, then they should have had a conversation off screen. Because she literally just tossed her under the bus. Like I don't know who else that could have possibly been about. Neither do I. Rue says she's been doing it for 40 years and is, she is unbothered by what people say. So she tells them to not take that stuff seriously. The best revenge is living well and prospering. Okay, Rue. Okay. All right. Rue wants to highlight the best moments for the top four. So Rue's picked out four moments. I can't believe these are all the four moments, but let's go through them. Obviously, an is easy. It's a talent show. We're going to watch a moment from the talent show and then see some unseen footage where Rue tells her she will be a multimillionaire with that phrase. You better walk that fucking duck. What advice does she have for anyone who wants to learn how to walk that fucking duck? She says, keep that ass down, quack real cunty, knees high, and pussy on fire. But what did Aja think of that? Ooh. Well, I can confirm I cannot walk that fucking duck because my knees are old. Yes, yeah, Sam. Now, this was her first time she mixed her love of martial arts with voguing, and Rue will address the voguing versus noguing. Um, Anitra will say it's voguish. I we've discussed this on the podcast before. Um, I couldn't tell you which episode it was because they all blend together at this point. But I I've said, why do we got to tear each other down? Just bring 
Anitra into the world of voguing and teach her properly and then celebrate it. Celebrate the art form. How are her walk that fucking duck merch sales? She's made a pretty penny, but not a millionaire yet. And Selena notes that they are all fans at the meet and greet, bringing her little rubber duckies. And Anitra says they can throw them at her on stage as well. Lux's moment is the house of Asajj Couture. And I was like, yes, that's the moment you want to be remembered for? Okay. I mean, she made a beautiful garment. Now we're going to watch her walk the runway as the judges give their thoughts on the look. What are the three things everyone should know about slaying the runway? Lux says, have fun, pace yourself, and try something new. She knew this look was coming together when everything lined up. She has it in the bag. It was one of her proudest moments to do it in front of the world and her idol. Is she referring to Rue or Janelle Monet? Obviously Rue. If there's one thing I know about Lux Noir London, it's that she loves Rue Paul. But I know she loves Janelle Monet too. How could you not? It's it's not Janelle Monet's drag race. I wish it was. I wish it was. Now, Mistress's performance in Daytona Wins is highlighted. And I'm like, that's the moment for Mistress? Okay. We will see Mistress's fancy in Daytona Win too. This montage has a lot of improv moments where Rue is cracking up. Has Mistress acted before? She says she acts a fool all the time. She has never acted professionally before. She tells Rue that she thought she was giving us a very serious performance. Looking back at it, she loves bringing joy to people and making people laugh at this uh, all the time. Rue wants to know what it is like to act with Mistress. And Lux says that she and Sasha were in the back cackling and had to turn around many times. Rue tells her that what Mistress does, she can get onto a sitcom today. It could be called Mistress. With an exclamation point. Oh, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And finally, Sasha's video vixen moment, which I was like, really? You're going to wait to the end of the season to be the highlight? But I guess there's just too much of Sasha to go around. We will be reminded why Sasha was the star of the way on the edit. She loves doing music videos, and this was proven as we got to see the behind the scenes and the true color of that alien look. Oh my fucking God, that thing is stunning. I was like disappointed that we only got to see it in black and white. I also personally was disappointed that Sasha's finest moment was not her pissing. Yeah. What can Sasha tell the viewers about connecting with the camera? She says she loves the camera and sees who she wants to seduce and cast a spell on and just locks eyes. She learned it from Monica Monroe. Meanwhile, if I try to take that advice, I would be called a pervert. She has not been in music videos before, but she's had the opportunity to choreograph her many Drag Race alumni and their videos. And Rue says that she knows how to make complicated movements look effortless. Is she surprised by what she saw? No, she's very happy how it turned out. Now, we learn that the competition continues at the finale as the finalists will perform show-stopping solo numbers. And in the end, two queens will go head-to-head for lip sync for the crown. Do you prefer the lip sync SmackDown or the solo numbers for the finale? Solo numbers, hands right. down. Hands down. Now, I, I I think I lean that way because obviously we know how lip sync peruses work and, and, and biases come out. But can biases still come out depending on what the song is that they get? So how much control do they have over which song they get? That, that I don't know. All I know is Leland is involved. Uh, last season they told us they collaborated. And I said, if y'all collaborate on some of them, uh, there's a reason why you didn't win because your artistry is not smart enough to win. 
that's kind of what I'm thinking. I'm like, I feel like they give them the tools, but I think that the ideas have to come from the queens. At least that's what I hope. Like I will obviously, I I will always say it. I was the lady Candidate stand. She was my winner. Um, going into it, not enough people thought she could win, but her performance, what they gave her, what she delivered, that was brilliant. Like that could have won everything. Yeah. So if you're smart, you can make this moment work. And that's why I, I worry that if, if they're not giving them full blown support, it's not going to be as good as they want it to be. I'm also like, I think the creativity level of like Sasha put like, cause I think again, I, well, I bet that they give them like the access to like the backup dancers, the production, but the ideas have to come from them and they have to be the driving force absolutely and i'm like does an idea from lux really stack up against an idea from like sasha now let's discuss it i love looking at facts and figures and numbers and seeing where the boats and likes and everything lies let's see how the fans are feeling and see what team they're on at the time of the recording according to the drag race instagram account on the hashtag team photos Anitra, 213,786. Lux, 70,640. Mistress, 82,909. Sasha, 179,688. Whoa, I thought it was going to be a runaway for Sasha Colby. Same. We'll discuss at the end if Anitra has a shot. Here is what Block Talk listeners have voted. Right now, according to the poll, 3% for Anitra, 6% for Lux, 3% for Mistress, 88% for Sasha Colby. Are you shitting me? They want Sasha to win. 3% for Anitra. 3%. Oh my God, you monsters. Let's go through the burning questions. First off, what are you looking forward to in this finale? looks 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 and more looks looks um, looks oh my god maybe um looks i'm looking for cunt i'm i'm curious to see who miss congeniality is because like who was really congenial this season? um i'm not gonna say anything but i know um um <laughs> And I also heard rumblings that Jinx is performing, which like gives me life. She was there, so. Um, and I cannot wait to see Willow's step down look. The, uh, that red carpet look was dynamite. The fucking shoes. The Who fucking won shoes. the week? Who was the winner of this episode? Mistress Isabel Brooks. I'm going to say she is a very close number two to somebody else. Lucy. No. Irene. No. Who? Princess Popping. She's got the memes. Everyone's still talking about her. She played this perfectly. Brilliant. Like, literally, she disappeared. She was the first casualty of the 60-minute episode. And yet she still fucking got everyone talking about her. And that just shows that women can do anything. It's true. All right, here's the question. After 15 episodes, the winner of the season is... In my heart, Mistress Isabel Brooks, out there, who's getting the $100,000, Sasha Colby. $200,000. My apologies, powered by Cash App, or served by Cash App. Um, 
obviously the votes sometimes play a factor. Sometimes they don't. I don't think it's going to play a factor here. And here I've said it before. I'll continue to say it. This is a one shot to give Sasha Colby the crown. The only time you will ever get Sasha Colby back on drag races for a legend season. Anitra is your literal cash duck. Mm-hmm. You put her on all stars. You put her as a lip sync assassin. You keep her in the family. Would she win an all star season? I'm not sure, but she is an all star and she is going to be part of the drag race family for a very, very, very long time. And that's why she won't win. Yeah. Now, I've said the same exact thing about UK4 with Danny Beard and Cheddar Gorgeous. I could be wrong. This feels but there's different, a dif- there's a difference. This is Sasha Colby. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. It's exciting. I don't know what's going to happen, but I can't wait to watch it. Where can we find you on social media, Venmo, any projects you want to plug? You can find me at fem.day.violet on Instagram. Um, I don't have a working Venmo right now, um, but I can send you my cash up. I know, right? My cash up is just fem to violet, all one word. Same with PayPal. Um, and I... My third installment of my cabaret series in Ithaca, the Golden Moon Cabaret, is May 26th. I am also performing, this is my first time saying it out loud, I'm also performing with Mrs. Kasha Davis on June 9th at the Corning Museum of Glass in Corning, New York. I am insanely excited. Um, And yeah, follow me on Instagram. I've got a lot of cool shit happening. And yeah, it's good time to be a drag queen kind of. Will you be performing cocktail? No, I sent my two songs in. Um, I also don't know but I should probably study before I meet her. Oh my god, it's such a good song. It's so retro and campy and stupid. Like Ladies Who Lunch vibes. And it's an upbeat song. It's it's one of those like 50s, 60s housewife like bopping around as they're vacuuming. Okay, yeah. I think uh, I think I know what I will be starting the morning with tomorrow. All right. Well, this was fun. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. 